0: Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. In this podcast, we are sitting down with world-class athletes and industry legends. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there are no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are stripping off the layers and getting to know the skiers and riders underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear. Hi, I'm meteorologist Joel Gratz with OpenSnow. Where do you get your weather? Your phone's weather app might be fine for your home, but it doesn't specialize in directing you to the best powder. Instead, try the snow-specific forecasts, snow reports, mountain cams, and local commentary delivered by OpenSnow. Go to opensnow.com or download the OpenSnow app for iPhone or Android. OpenSnow is built by skiing weather forecasters, like me, just for those of us who want to find the best snow. Hey everybody, welcome to Long Underwear, Uh, another episode of the podcast coming to you from uh, quarantine times or lockdown, so we are on Skype, and my guest for this episode of the podcast is Bobby Brown. Bobby, welcome to the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Stoked to be on.
0: Yeah, I wish we were doing this in person, but this will do, this will do. Where are you right now?
1: Uh, I'm in Denver, Colorado right now, so just uh, hanging out been at home taking care of all the stuff that needed to get taken care of over the last month and a half and just kind of hanging out
0: yeah how's it uh how's how's your quarantine been what's what are what's what's the play-by-play of the um, quarantine it's been pretty normal honestly
1: kind of finished yeah. the ski season and then just you know you kind of just collect yourself for the next couple months and uh try and uh get the burn off from the season and yeah we've, we've been good just been uh getting the garden going and taking care of that. And so it's been fun to kind of be, be at home and see everything that I don't get to see at the end of the season. Usually.
0: Right. I know it's a funny time of year to be home. It's not, it's not a time of year. (laughs) By now I'm usually home, but, um, That first bit was different. So we'll talk about skiing for like a little bit, but I think I've had like a string of legends on the show lately. So I think with someone like you to like talk about your ski career for like five minutes is impossible. So what I want to know is of your, your whole ski career, when you look back in this moment right now, like what's the highlight of your ski career to you? What's that moment? That's like, if you have to just give me that snapshot, what is it? Oh,
1: that's tough. Uh, you know, I, I kind of think that just being here right now is kind of the, the best moment that there has been in the career, just because there's been so many ups and so many downs that just to be able to weather the storm, to still be doing what I'm doing, I'd have to say is like the crowning achievement, I'd say, uh, it's just the consistency. And then, you know, every single moment up until this point is kind of built, built up to this. So, uh, I mean, honestly, right now, I'd say it's the the best ski ski moment of my life, just because I'm still skiing and doing what I love to do.
0: Yeah, and still having a successful career. So right now, I guess, like, the focus is Bob Culture, right? What is Bob Culture? And your most recent project was Dynamic Medium. And so kind of just give me a a little synopsis of what's going on there.
1: Yeah, since I've stopped competing, we've just transitioned into filming video projects and just trying to get creative with them and, um, you know, riding a lot of different terrain and just trying to explore, you know, deeper into the folds of skiing, whether it be in the backcountry or, you know, different park features or whatever it may be. I just don't want to have any boundaries with it and just kind of, uh, trying to take everything I've done in the past and put a twist on it. So, um, dynamic medium was an amazing project coming off a knee injury. So just to come back and get the opportunity to have that Mm -hmm. kind of freedom was amazing. And, Uh, Just looking forward to creating more videos and just getting uh, more knowledge in the backcountry and just keep kind of pushing my skiing in any realm that it takes me
0: yeah no it's been awesome it's been we've become part of the spider family so mm-hmm. we share that sponsor so it's been fun to be a little bit closer but i know this this winter in wyoming you guys were out in some zones we are like in close proximity and there was all the <laughs> territorialism of the backcountry sled zones of wyoming and um it was kind of we we never crossed paths but i think we like crossed your tracks a few times
1: <laughs> oh, i'm sure yeah it's funny it's funny when it's good the conditions are good the um there's every crew is going any which way out there and right. you know, you're know you going to, you're bound to run into someone out there, even though it's endless, you know, right. you all end up going to the same type of zone and, you know, finding your own little pocket, but it's pretty funny.
0: Yeah. I'm a new sledder. This is my second year with a sled. So oh, I've been, I'm still limited of like, <laughs> my scariest part of my day is my sled work. Oh, what I got to do on me. that. Day. I,
1: that's, that's our whole crew too. like, just get home safe. Like after and Insane Day of Skiing is like just such a victory when you get back to the trailhead and no one got tossed off at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, I always get tossed off. I've definitely like <laughs> cried a couple times. It's it's all right. I, I stopped crying. We all have. We all have. <laughs> um so are you gonna have another project uh for next fall with Bob yeah, Culture? Uh I enough?
1: Productions okay. this year and then uh also film like our own little project with an with another uh Film company on Jackson, Opry Visuals. So that's kind of a little okay. collaboration piece that'll be coming out in January.
0: I know those guys. That's awesome. Sweet. So, like, uh, I mean, with your season, you know, everybody's seasons being cut short. If you if you look back, like, of the season you did have, what was the highlight? What was the the best um, moment? Yeah,
1: just uh, filming the last last project. We got, went down um, south of Jackson about two hours and got to ride some terrain that I was I was pretty freaked out to kind of get into just haven't really had much, you know, many hours in it. And so it felt really good just to kind of get the, my feet under me and get to kind of challenge myself in that kind of um, aspect. And and then on top of that, the cameras that we were using and the equipment that was, we we're putting into this shoot was pr- I've never shot at such a high production value. So the, wow. the team and the crew that kind of did that kind of went above and beyond. And, and so I'm like, when we were watching, the visuals, you know, in the in the editing room, I was really blown away. So I really excited to see how that gets all chopped up.
0: That's gonna be awesome. I can't wait yeah. to see it. Uh one yeah. more question. Have you ever been in a Wine really movie?
1: I don't think I have, no.
0: No well we got that, that that has to change it seems like one more little notch. Get in yeah, there. That's, that's crazy. I didn't yeah. know. I was kinda like trying to figure it out and I um you know Warren Miller's not working in the office right now, so mm-hmm. the usual resources aren't always yeah, on the
1: archives, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But just just curious. I have to also ask you, do you remember the first time I met you was at a Solomon Jib Academy probably like 10 years ago, and we were pond skimming, and I ate shit in the pond. Do you remember this?
1: I do remember that, and yeah. you took
0: a video of it, and you tweeted it, and I remember, like, I was, like, mortified because I ate shit in the pond, and it was gross. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, Bobby Brown tweeted a video of me. I thought was it was going to, like, launch my Twitter career, but it didn't.
1: Uh, but. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. But that's funny because I was looking back on some Jib Academy stuff, and, like, that was so fun, and I wish there was more events kind of like that.
0: Well, that's what we're doing is. right now in normal times. That's, know, this is the time for mammoth. I bet I that pond scam is mint. <laughs> you got
1: to get back at redemption.
0: Oh, I've I've had major pond scam redemption since then. Okay, I've learned okay, okay, some some techniques. One of the main techniques techniques is don't enter the pond right behind someone because the wake will swamp hey, you. Yes, yes, yes yeah. that's one on one. Distance. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah. Um, well pond skimming next year, I suppose. Um, all right. Are you ready to not talk about skiing? Can we not do it? You ready? Okay. It's called the S word. We don't say it. Um, I I collect some sort of something from you if you say it, but anyways. Okay. So, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, piggybacking on what you're talking about a little at the beginning with quarantine life. Um, I want to know kind of about your domestic life and you have your house and you've been there for a while, but you've been really hands-on in like remodeling your house. Is Mm -hmm. this true?
1: yeah yeah we uh our house was built in 1905 and it's like an old yeah it's a denver bungalow so it's this brick house and um my wife and i nikki our vision always was to kind of like make We, we like some modern style aesthetics to uh architecture so we came in and we took the whole back of the house off and then ended up putting like a modern cube in the back and then building um Building that and then there was no garage or anything like that. And so then along with Nikki's dad, who's a carpenter, my dad who works in construction, and then my brother, we all framed and built the the, the garage with the apartment above it. So it was like a wow. a very family oriented, hands-on process.
0: That's killer to have all those resources though.
1: Yeah, I mean help it's out. Yeah, yeah, it's like any question and, and Nikki's like the most hands on Hand, like she's just a handyman it's crazy yeah, she can build yeah, anything team. so yeah I
0: it's that you guys have been married for two years
1: yeah two years yeah,
0: yeah are you guys do you still count as newlyweds at two years or are you like weds not oh, newly i
1: feel like we're just weds at this point. you're just weds <laughs> we've fallen into mar- married life pretty pretty right after the wedding so we're just kind of cruising
0: Yeah. Well, that's nice. It's, I think it's very nice to have a partner through what we're going through right now. But so Mm -hmm. of all the projects you did on the house, I want to know which like thing that you tackled was the hardest and which thing you tackled. You're like the most proud of and maybe that maybe they're the same. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think the hardest was like, uh, just learning construction. Like, I mean, I, I, uh, I never, you know, my dad was works in construction and I, never actually had to work construction ever so trying to just figure out what the tools were and just like starting from ground zero was so difficult and so you know tom nikki's dad and he would just be like go pick up that tool or whatever and peter and i my brother would just look at each other like yo i, I don't know what that is zero idea and so we'd <laughs> walk back with like something totally wrong and he would just you know shake his head and he's like that's not even close but uh so that was uh that was, that was interesting. Um, but I think personally, like I'm looking out my window right now and the, the garden beds, which I had no, I did nothing to those things, but Nikki built all these, she built 15 garden beds. Wow. Um, and then ir- There's irrigation in all of them. And then she just built chicken wire uh, covers to keep every animal out. Like the, the amount of time she's put into that side of our house has been like wow, insane. So I'm just proud that
0: what are you guys going to grow?
1: She has probably I'm looking at it right now. She's been seeding for the last two months. So she's been growing it in, uh under lights in the basement, right. and she'll be planting it and uh, I think hopefully next week, but there's probably an assortment of 40 different vegetables. Wow. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing what she did.
0: That sounds nice, man. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I wish I had someone like that in my life as I'm not, I'm not a DIYer, <laughs> which comes up a lot on the podcast. Cause everyone like in the ski industry seems to be like really handy and somehow me, my boyfriend, my dad, we don't know. It's just, we're lucky if we, I'm trying to get some shelves up. Like that's going to be my highlight DIY project okay. this whole thing is sh- three shelves. I there think you, I can do it. You got if it. You can, if you can build a garage <laughs> apartment and all this stuff, I can probably do three shelves. Yeah, but again, the whole it. thing, I have no idea. Um, and that's been, with the sled, that's been a whole other thing. I had to go into a hardware store and ask for the for the wrenches that went like, and I made like a a swooshing potion um, like, with my <laughs> hand, because I had ratchet, I, a ratchet, ratchet wrench, right. now, I know what they're called, but I had no idea, and these uh, people at the hardware store in Montana thought I was ridiculous, but... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm right there with you though. Then that's like, I just kind of sit back and they just tell me what tool to pick up, what to do, what to bang. And then I do it and they set it all up. So that's cool. <laughs> I'm right that's there cool with you. It's cool to
0: have something though that you like saw the process start to finish. Yeah.
1: It's been, it's been fun.
0: Awesome. Um, okay. Another thing that I, I definitely sort of know about you, uh, even though I don't know you very well, is that you are a mad sports fan. It seems um, you're, what, what are your main teams? I mean, obviously the Broncos.
1: Uh... Yeah, you know, I've I, I strayed away from the NFL a little bit. Been really into NBA. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. the Nuggets. We got the Nuggets. We're, we're we're we've been good the last three seasons, and so that's been really fun to follow. And and then honestly, I'm just kind of a LeBron fan, which put, yeah. makes me kind of a Laker fan for this season, which is kind of weird. But um,
0: are you watching the Michael Jordan show? Yeah, that's that insane. right now. It's so yeah.
1: cool. Like, it's really just good. To see all the culture that's tied into basketball and all the drama that like we would never know about until now. And like, I'm just looking at watching the last dance being like, if that was happening in present times, there's no way any of that would have, would have happened because the media would have just destroyed everyone. So right. um, really interesting to see how the times have changed and then to see how the current NBA players deal with like the amount of fame that they have relative to Jordan. So it's been pretty cool watch for sure.
0: Yeah. I've been liking it. And I, to be honest, I don't think I've ever watched a basketball game start to finish in my life. However, I love the show and it's really fun for me because I have no idea how it turns out. Like they gay oh, any of the stuff. Yeah, I don't know what happens
1: yeah, yeah, that's like, like
0: obviously real sports fans like know what's going to happen. <laughs> but, um, and even Todd, my boyfriend isn't so much of a sports fan. I think he kind of knows what happens in the end at least, but we're kind of just, <laughs>
1: that's fine. That makes it probably way better. honestly.
0: <laughs> it's funny. Okay. So my question is if, if, it's kind of like a two-part question again, is if, uh, if you were a professional athlete in another sport, what would it be? And so two parts of that question, what would be the sport that would be easiest for you to be a pro like athlete in? And then also, uh, like what would be your dream other sport that you would be a pro athlete in? Like maybe even if it's not uh, your skill set.
1: Yeah. I mean, easy, easy wise. I have no idea. I'm not, I'm all I've been doing is skiing my whole life and that's kind of the only focus I've had. And so I'm, I'm pretty trash at all other sports, so I would have to say I'll just, oh, I'll just stick with, I have no idea what I could be good at, but I think my dream one would be surfing. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I love surfing so much. It's like, I even like watching surfing more than mainstream sports as far as like contests and whatnot.
0: Yeah. So, um
1: Yeah. I mean, I would, I, there's nothing really better than going to the beach, but, you know, surfing and having that be your career would be pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. It's uh, that's the one, I don't know. I'm completely trash at all other sports too. I'm actually like the most inathletic person ever. Like people <laughs> from high school are like, I can't believe you're a pro athlete. Like you used to not be able to walk up the stairs, but, um, yeah, surfing would be cool. Plus, I don't know. Part of me is always like, oh, they have, they don't have to deal with nearly as much gear. But then I think of like traveling the world with surfboards. And I think that that's just like, I have that yeah. idea. I don't even travel with my own surfboards. I just like rent or borrow when I get to yeah, a Yeah, me too. So I don't even
1: know what that, would, <laughs> what that would like entail, which I'm sure it it would be a pain. And like, you'd be so scared of all your boards breaking. Like in skis, you know, in a bag, you just throw it in. You don't, you don't they're not going to get, they're not going to be broken by the time you show up. But yeah, I just think walking to the ski hill with skis and poles and backpack and everything is ski just boots. insane. Ski boots. Ski it's boots. Like, yeah when you snowboard you're just it's so simple it's all so much more compact so yeah it's definitely like pretty gnarly just to be getting around i'd say
0: sure sure for sure i always feel for like newbie skiers i watch like trying to just walk in ski boots i'm like it's tough. (laughs) what is that all basically all um professional s-worders uh like are so obsessed with surfing like what is that why are we so obsessed is it just as i guess it's just like we're riding water and that's just another kind of what what is that like basically I everyone think, on this podcast says something about surfing at one point or the other. I mean,
1: how I see it when I, when when you do surf and you get a wave to me, it's every single time. It's like that special feeling rather mm-hmm. than like, I do a lot of other stuff and you know, you only have those special feelings every once in a while. But mm-hmm. I, I just think there's something about surfing where it, it, and it translates to what we do so much. And if you right. can take what, that feeling in surfing and apply it to your are skiing, then I feel like you've unlocked like what everyone dreams about right. in our sport. So, um, I don't know. There's just that, there's just that, uh, essence of style and flow that I think everyone just wants, wants to bring into their own repertoire.
0: Yeah. I guess sometimes maybe I get that special feeling on my mountain bike once in a while, yeah, but you're, you're exactly, right. Yeah. It, it's probably more common with surfing. Although again, my surfing is more just struggling, but anyway, <laughs> but yes anyways well i i agree being a pro surf would be pretty cool um bobby what do you think is your very best quality outside of your uh, abilities as an s-worder like more as a human being what do you think is your best quality
1: <laughs> oh man i would say my best quality uh i mean what i would like to think my best quality is and what i could strive better on is to be a good listener i think um I definitely really enjoy hearing other people's perspectives and trying to learn something from other people. So I think, you know, I don't know if that is my best quality, but I would (laughs) like that to be my best quality.
0: That's good. that's a good, it's a good quality. I'm not the best at that, but I appreciate people that are really good listeners. (laughs) I try, but it's hard. I feel like I'm always the person just talking too much, but good listening. I like it. Okay. Another kind of random question. Um, Do you have a, go-to karaoke song or if you were put on the spot to like do karaoke like what song would you choose
1: i've, I've honestly never done karaoke in my life what? never yeah. never I know. have it's...
0: you ever been to japan
1: i have
0: I you gotta do it over sharing. there because they give you these like private rooms so you don't you only have to embarrass yourself in front of like your own group you never because right, i'm really bad me. at that it but me. i feel like, like
1: you'd be good at karaoke oh god you no, have just... the personality for karaoke
0: sure but i don't have the voice and then someone always <laughs> records it and then i like uh watch it and i'm like oh that's that's
1: horrifying
0: that's I like? <laughs> like that's really bad
1: oh my god um, um
0: have favorite was, song was, that if you just had to just belt it out you could do it
1: i mean don't stop believing would be like that just seems like the ultimate karaoke song and yeah. i kind of know the words to that so
0: i'd just be i'd
1: have a little advantage so i'd go with that
0: Probably, like, everybody in the bar or whatever would also help you out. Your
1: voice would just kind of settle into everyone else's voice. So, it's so funny.
0: I was super into Journey when I was in, like, middle school. And it was, like, in my first cell phone that could have, like, a ringer. My ringer was Don't Stop Believing. And then it became, like, the world's most popular song. So, I like to think I was, like, ahead of the curve. But maybe just, like, every other, like, basic B preteen was, like, doing <laughs> the same thing. And then just, like, brought that song to them be like college parties or whatever.
1: That's awesome.
0: It's like a good song, but now it's just like it's like so I know.
1: Now it's just kind of like goofy at this point. But then you, it is like it especially is that
0: you've had two beers every time it comes on, you're not like that yeah. booked. You're stoked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like it. Um do you have a spirit animal?
1: Um I love orcas. Um, orcas? I, yeah, really? killer whales. I always have. I got like a killer whale tattoo. I, cause I just like, I was obsessed since I was young and I have no, re- no, no idea why, but that's yeah. like, that, that is my animal.
0: Yeah. Like what about them? I mean, they're, they're really beautiful, but they're kind of, they're really scary too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, my buddy lives out in Seattle and he lives right in the water there. And so he's always sending me photos of them. And I think like, I don't know, like they're just majestic animals. They um, are. And they run in pods, and they seem obviously they're really intelligent, and they're they just smart. yeah, I don't I don't know something about them. Just uh, yeah,
0: what to um me. have you ever seen any in the in the wild or anywhere?
1: No, never seen never? Any in the wild. No,
0: I saw one uh, in Mexico one time. We were on like a boat ride out to go snorkeling, and oh, we saw like so... a pod of orca- orcas, and they were like I think there was like a baby too. It was that's really so pretty. Like yeah. They're, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool that's what about awesome. what, how do you feel about free Willy? like
1: the movies i mean that's probably what spurred, <laughs> spurred
0: it, you know i don't really
1: remember but like, i don't
0: remember anything except for when he puts his hand up and he really jumps, jumps over, over exactly. and that amazing song i can't remember it right now but every time i hear the song from that movie i'm like wait this is a jam <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I, everything about that movie like got people just hyped on Maybe for, that, or killer whales
0: I'm going to put that. I have like a running watch list going just because like uh, obviously we're watching like more movies than normal and we've kind of like run out of good stuff. I'm going to put Free Willy on there. It's got to be on like Netflix or something. Oh, 100%. That'd be good. That'd be a good one. I don't know if Todd would be on board, but <laughs> maybe. Um, all right. So now uh, I do this on every show of this season. We have a POW sponsored question or Protect Our Winner sponsored question. And so uh, the, the question is, if you could ask everyone on the planet to do one thing to make the world a better place, what what would it be? And it doesn't necessarily have to relate to climate change at all. It could just be kind of your view on, on something you wish that that people would do for the greater good.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a climate change thing, but just have empathy for others. Uh, we have no idea what anyone's going through on a daily basis. And no matter how awesome someone's life looks, everyone's always dealing with something and there's some type of turmoil. So I'd say just don't judge before. And I and I could definitely work on this as well. Don't judge before you react to how someone else is reacting. And just, I think, take the stance as, you know, you want to be compassionate and, and try and help whoever you can through whatever they're dealing with. Cause honestly every single person has that internal turmoil. So, yeah. um, I would say empathy and compassion.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's others. huge. And, and uh, m- right now more than ever too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it's really yeah, easy time, time to time. judge people right now. And I've been feeling um, frustrated by how much like judgment is going on in the public spaces right now. And I feel like if everybody could just be a bit more compassionate to each other, Like that's going to be ultimately – because everybody's going through a lot right now. I mean a lot – people are going through a lot all the time. But right now, like that's a solace, right? Everybody's going through something really hard. And so rather than judging people, especially in our public forums and social media, which is our only place to connect nowadays, just be compassionate and like let people – trust people to do the best they can, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. And and, and there's a lot of – I think now – Right now, there's a lot of people out there that, like, I don't agree with how they're kind of treating this whole situation or speaking up to just thought, whatever. But, you know, I have no idea that, you know, on the back end what they're trying to deal with, too. So, um, you know, even if you don't agree, I think just taking a moment just to see where they could be coming from could actually end up being a pretty powerful thing.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Harder, hard to do sometimes though. I know I yes. can be very judgmental once in a while So can or I. once yep. in a while, so can I. <laughs> <laughs> but try more empathy. That's, that's again, if you go back to like a best quality and people that I respect, em- empathetic, empathetic people are awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally.
0: Um, okay. Uh, this is another thing I do on every episode of the podcast. I want to know two highs and one low of the last year of your life, but totally outside of S wording. So it can't okay. be about like your season or filming, just uh, just regular life outside of that. Two highs, one low.
1: Oh, man. OK, uh, two highs would be. Um, oh, my God. Everything is around that S word. Everything really is full. That's just like what everything derives from. So this is this is challenging but I would have to say just the high has been being able to be home with Nikki and getting to spend that quality time at home and really like being forced to just stay at home, which, yeah. you know, when you get home, it's like, you want to keep going, keep moving, doing all that. So that was very, uh, a very unique spring or has been, so I'd say that was one of the highs. Um, another high would just, uh, I actually got to spend, uh, the, the night with my parents the other day and you know we all did an outdoor backyard social distance and so that was nice. a really enjoyable thing to see them um and i mean everything else like i said is kind of wrapped up in that so i'd have to say yeah. just being being with my family has just been yeah. the ultimate high this last little bit um a low would be um
0: good if you can't think of i mean a lot of people have been Sorry. saying that this time is the low and so i think it's cool that for you like of course it's a it's a it's a you know humanity-wide low what we're going through right right now but it's cool that for you it's kind of become a high yeah, i think for me my highs yeah. have gotten a lot simpler like we went and camped in our friend's backyard um like last weekend and that like w- we weren't going anywhere exotic or anything but just to like sleep outside and, and see some people, you know, socially distance or whatever, like that was a huge hide. We, we were camping in someone's yard, you know? Like-
1: <laughs> no, I think that's the cool thing. Like it, it's like I, I, when I go on a walk, it's like that has become an exciting activity, which I think is good for everyone to kind of bring right. it back down and then not take those things for granted. So um, yeah, I mean the low, I, yeah, the low, honestly, I haven't had too many lows. Like, That's good. You know, I'm gonna go and <laughs> stick with it. it's been pretty consistent, it's consistently high for the last little bit, which is well, which is great.
0: I feel like that might have to do with like a I'm I'm perceiving like an optimism thing here, so yeah, maybe, maybe put, it's I guess just,
1: I'm putting it forward. We're, yeah, yeah, definitely lows, but I think my mind just kind of like blanked those out for the time being.
0: I listened to an interesting podcast the other day about. um, A lot of people could see optimism as being like a a genetic trait, almost like something you're either predisposed to be an optimistic person or a pessimistic person. And they actually have like done studies that show that optimism is actually only like 10% hereditary, and that you can totally learn optimism. And I think that that's like kind of what you're saying. It's just that like when you, you, it's it's about perceiving things, you know, and, and putting those things into perspective, and that's where optimism comes from. So I have a feeling that when lows come into your life maybe you're one of those people that's.
1: No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> was kind of cool. Yesterday we had the the founder of headspace. Um, he came on to speak to the Red Bull athletes we did a zoom call oh, wow. with him. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool to see that point of view. And I've done a lot of meditation and stuff like that to try and help curb, you know, towards a more positive outlook. So um, yeah, I definitely think it's all perception. Like even if something is down that's happening, it doesn't mean that later a recollet, recollection of it, it could come out as a positive thing. Maybe you learn something from it or whatnot. So yeah, yeah perception is key in life for sure.
0: Yeah. Again, easier said than done. But, um, <laughs> well, did you, did you happen to think of a story that you wanted to share? A non S word story? <sighs>
1: I was trying to think very deep of a story, and I I just, like, I came up with a blank, honestly. No story. Um, (laughs) If you could...
0: What about, was there, like, a fun story from, like, your wedding, something fun that happened, or funny, or cool, or, like, story from a surf trip, or... I don't know. A lot of people have stories like getting lost um, on like trips in college in Europe. I don't know why that's like a common story.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, kind of the crazy, I guess I'll tell a crazy, kind of crazy story. It doesn't really have to do with the Olympics or with skiing or whatever, but it's a kind of an offshoot of it. But uh, anyway, so Gus, after the Olympics, Gus, Gus, Kenworthy and I, we got hit up by Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus? Uh, yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> and uh she happened to be playing a show in denver right after and so um she invited got us tickets to the show and during the show i'll never forget like she's doing her whole bit; she knows exactly where we're sitting gus and that gus and her had been like talking on twitter or whatever and she's pointing at us from the from doing her performance while we're while she's on stage and we're like tripping out we're like dude this is not real (laughs) um and anyway she she hits us up after and she's like yeah come back to the tour bus and like we'll all hang out or whatever so then we uh ended up hopping on Miley's tour bus it was Colby Ward Mm -hmm. Gus my wife my girlfriend at the time Nikki and and, uh myself and so we just ended up hanging and um ended up like in Broomfield somehow 45 minutes away from Denver uh at like three in the morning on Miley Cyrus's uh tour bus so that was a pretty interesting story
0: that's a really good story yeah it was that's so uh, random
1: it was weird and then uh gus and her have maintained a friendship which is cool so
0: yeah um, well it, gus it is was... famous like he's in like yeah. her world that was after, the very like, start, not though. that you're not that famous
1: a, but <laughs> that was the start of his that was right after he got second at the olympics um right. in sochi and so it was just like upward trajectory from there so it was it's pretty cool
0: nice gosh so are you like a miley fan now
1: <laughs> it's been a minute since that night but uh i, I have respect for my she's she's done a lot of crazy stuff
0: she has she did a really cool they're doing the saturday night live from home things and she did the performance on the last one and uh she what did she sing i can't remember but i remember it was really good i remember i'm like yeah. i'm like not totally on her level but then i also very much respect and i think she's super talented so
1: yeah i, I mean i was like we did Nikki what was her tour bus like? That, was it, fancy? It was sick. It was so sick. It was like she was sleeping on it and like traveling. So there's so like she multiple died, rooms. So like stuff,
0: that so. the bus.
1: Yeah. Because I yeah, think was,
0: someone like her would like take the private jet and like stay in suites and stuff. But
1: no, it was pretty cool. Like she was telling us about the process of how she was making the tour happen. And it was a lot on her shoulders. So, I mean, I, I left there. I was like, dude, like she's grind so hard and, wow. and worked so hard. So it was pretty cool. It was a. Uh, it was an interesting night, for sure.
0: Wow, that's awesome. I really wasn't expecting that story. I don't know what I was expecting, but that was a cool one. <laughs> yeah, I just, like,
1: brought that one out from the, from the deep depths. But, uh, yeah, that was that's kind sweet. of a, yeah, it was fun.
0: That's awesome. Well, all right, Miley Cyrus. Well, um, Bobby, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Um, for people that want to keep following you and seeing what's going on with you, where can they find you?
1: Uh, they can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Bobby Brown somewhere in there mixed in with a bunch of other ones. So just find the guy that skis and that's me.
0: Yeah. Bobby Brown's not the most like, uh, let's just say it doesn't really compare with like Inger Bretson for, for example. No, no,
1: it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a little more generic.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope that, uh, your vegetables come in nice and strong and, uh, you have a nice summer as we get there. And um, for all of you guys listening, this is the season finale of season four. So thank you guys so much for another great season. Sticking with me as the podcast took a little bit of a turn. And um, I hope some warm weather is finding you guys. And I hope that everybody's staying happy and healthy and looking forward to those those small pleasures in life that we get right now. So um, Bobby, thank you for being here. Hopefully- Thanks, Amy. See you somewhere soon. And for all you listeners, uh, you can keep following me at Amy Ski, and uh, we appreciate you. And we will see you next season on Long Underwear. Snow. I love snow. But snow is not just for the snow lovers or haters. Snow is the engine of the robust winter economy. Winter sports tourism, skiing, snowboarding, cross country skiing, snowmobiling, can add a whopping $11.3 billion of economic value to the U.S. economy. In the 2015-2016 winter season, more than 20 million people participated in downhill skiing and snowboarding. That's a total of 52.8 million ski days. What's this got to do with climate change? Long story short, warmer temperatures mean warmer winters. Warmer winters mean less snow, and less snow means fewer skier visits. Fewer skier visits, while making for shorter lift lines, is unfortunate for everyone. Ski areas, hotels, restaurants, bars, grocery stores, gas stations, and entire communities suffer as a result. Learn more about how you can pledge to vote and protect and support the winter economy at protectourwinters.org. This podcast was brought to you by Warren Miller Entertainment, who you can follow on social media at Warren Miller WarrenMillerENT to keep the good times rolling. Long Underwear was produced by me, Amy Ingerbretson as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller Entertainment team.